It's the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Tuesday, August 17 of 2021. I'm your host, the practicing podcaster O'Tour, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice my podcasterfication in a most refined, entertaining, and engaging manner. Practice, practice, practice. According to nationaltoday.com, today is National Thrift Shop Day. I like shopping in thrift shops. I do. I got in the habit while looking at local thrift shops for costume pieces for various stage productions that Jan and I are in. We have at least five of them within 10 miles of our house. <laughs> the most recent one, now this is this is amazing to me. The most recent one is a brand new Goodwill Center at Highway 9, just south of Merchant Square Shopping Center. It's maybe three years old. It is a Big store, huge. And on the weekends, you can see the cars lined up 20 deep to drop off donations. And these are not junky cars. These are very expensive cars. And it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Forsyth County has a very high per capita income. Lots of very well-paid households here. And when they empty their closets to buy new stuff, they take their old stuff, which is usually in pretty good shape, and drop it off at the uh, at the Goodwill Center and other places because they'll take a write-off for it. And frankly, I think I'd rather shop at a thrift shop than at a department store or online. They have very good quality clothes and a wide variety, and I don't know. I just I just like it. Sometimes I feel a little crazy because I like it, but other times I think, shoot. It's a great way to live. So, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll go to the Goodwill store on Thursday because I have to spend some time over there at uh, Merchant Square Shopping Center on Thursday, and I'll just walk in the store. I might even do some live broadcasting. Well, not live. I might just record my thoughts as I walk through the store. That would be a pretty good thing. Now, here from my.neighbor.org, there are 14 reasons to shop at a thrift store. Number one, save money. Yes, sure. You can buy high quality clothes for maybe 10, 15, 20% of what the retail amount is. Sure, they've been worn before, but you know, every day I have all these clothes that I've worn before and I put them on and nothing happens to me. You can help the environment because, um, it takes at least 400 gallons of water to grow enough cotton to make one t-shirt or 8,000 gallons of, no, excuse me, that's 1,800 gallons of water to make a pair of jeans. So go in there and buy that used stuff and don't, don't get new. It's not uncommon to find barely used items or new items that will still have their tags on them. And it's also not uncommon to find otherwise expensive items for a fraction of the price, especially if your thrift store happens to be located in an upscale area. Well, folks, if Forsyth County ain't upscale, then I'm lying. Uh, let's see. One-time use items. Need an ugly Christmas sweater or an ugly Christmas sweater party? <laughs> yeah. Or a costume to get spattered in, to get splattered in fake blood for a movie. Yep, that'll do it. Emergency clothing, far from home items, exercise equipment and appliances. No, I'm not interested in that. My primary interest is clothes. Uh, broken in clothes, kids' clothes, no hoarding, no salespeople, 
thrift stores op- often help communities. I'm not sure what Goodwill does to help our community. There are other thrift stores in the area, like the one that supports the Humane Society, one that supports uh, a men's shelter, one that supports a women's shelter, all those things. Yeah, I, I get that. But of all of them, it's the Goodwill store that I think probably has the most high-end merchandise at a reasonable cost. Let's go to a word today, and I'm going to pick uh, the word retronym. Retronym is spelled R-E-T-R-O-N-Y-M. It's a noun that means a term, such as analog watch, film camera, or snail mail, that is newly created and adopted to distinguish the original or older version form or example of something, such as a product, from other more recent versions, forms, or examples. The names of such out-of-date technology like console television, that's, a, that's one example of a retronym. The oldest print usage that we know of for the word retronym is from William Sapphire's column on language in a 1980 issue of the New York Times, where he discusses how then-president of National Public Radio Frank Mankiewicz collects what he calls retronyms. So just in case you're more confused as ever, here's some more examples of retronyms. Regular coffee. Coffee was always coffee until we had decaffeinated. Now we have to distinguish the original regular coffee from decaffeinated. Also, indoor rock climbing. Because at some point we started to climb rocks indoors, and so we had to distinguish that from outdoor rock climbing. Acoustic guitar is another one. Cloth diaper, analog watch, and rotary phone. So there's our word, retronym. Try using that in your next email. Our special birthday today is Francis Gary Powers, born this day in 1929 in Jenkins, Kentucky, which is just about as far east as you can get in Kentucky and just a few miles from the Virginia border. It is a mighty rural place, and it probably wasn't any larger in 1929. Powers is best known as the pilot of the CIA U-2 spy plane that was shot down over the Soviet Union in 1960. So let me read the rest of this from OnThisDay.com. His plane was equipped with a state-of-the-art camera intended to take high-resolution photographs of military installations and other sensitive sites from an extremely high altitude, like the stratosphere. As the U-2 spy plane flew and took photographs from the stratosphere, the Soviet Union initially lacked any effective way to respond. But then, in 1960, when Powers was on a mission already deemed risky, the Soviet Union launched a total of 14 S-75 Dvina, (laughs) that's it, Dvina, D-V-I-N-A, Dvina surface-to-air missiles, One missile hit Powers' aircraft, and the plane crashed. Unfortunately for the United States and Mr. Powers, he was unable to activate the plane's self-destruct mechanism, and the advanced aircraft was captured intact. This proved awkward when the United States sought to inquire undercover, claiming that a weather plane had ended up off course. Powers was convicted by a Soviet court and imprisoned, admitted his guilt, and apologized for violating Soviet airspace. As a result of this, the American media turned on Mr. Powers, who they initially portrayed as a hero, now implying cowardice. Well, 
There was a happy ending. President John F. Kennedy approved a prison swap. Mr. Powers for KGB Colonel William Fisher, and I've got to believe the CIA was not happy about that at all. Francis Gary Powers died in 1977 when the Los Angeles news helicopter he was piloting crashed. That is all for today. Let's wrap it up and stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.